Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. What's going on, brother? What's up, brother? Hey, man. Hey, everybody. This is Jimbo with an EAU. And it's JB. Whoa. With the nothing. With the nothing. With the J's and the B's. Yeah. Well, you know you know why I say I just tell everyone to call me JB because most of the time people can't pronounce my last name. So it's just easier. Yeah. That, there you go. There you go. We talked about that. What was that last week? Bastilios. Mm. Bustin' Lucios. Bustus Leos. <laughs> must be Italian. <laughs> he must must be an eye tie. <laughs> Freaking Jeremy that ties on. <laughs> right. Oh man. So what's, so what's been going on? Yeah, dude. Uh so any any news you want to talk about? Well, ladies and gentlemen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, old Jimbo's life has gone through these series of ebb and flows. You know, uh, milestones. Are are you drinking scotch right now? And you got to, you know. That that was earlier. (laughs) That was was earlier. I'm on to vodka and 7-Up. Yeah, so anyway, now old Jimbo and Wally. Jimbo and Wally are going to be grandparents. Yeah. Uh, so that's a thing, man. Um, our youngest, Madison, is expecting in November. Um, she's currently down in Virginia Beach, living down in your neck of the woods. Oh yeah, and I know. Uh, I'm the she, I'm the yeah, bailout the, guy, right? <laughs> right. I mean. you're, the, you're the guy. You're the one to call for bail money. Um, <laughs> I was deemed that when y'all moved <laughs> right hey man if you get a call about bail money just hook her, hook her up dude I'll get you back <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know let her stay in there a couple hours yeah what right exactly yeah. let her think about what she's done um, but no she uh, she found out a few weeks ago and we were sort of waiting for her to make an announcement and she did and so we're super, super happy for her you know she's young but I was young having kids too and, uh, you know, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a lot of sacrifice that happens being a young parent. Uh, but I really think that, you know, with her heading back up this way, um, beginning of fall, I think that's going to be a really important thing for her, you know, being around family and, and having, not too uh, long ago, your other daughter got engaged, right? No, 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 no. She's uh, not. They've, they've talked about it, but okay. they, I'm, I'm pushing things too far too. No, right. Too slow, too slow, too slow down, dude. <laughs> Let me buy a house before I have to start paying for weddings and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, like I say, I think that for her, that'll be a good thing, you know, getting back up north and being around family and having that support system. Um, you know, they'll be staying with me and Wally. And, uh, you know, that'll give them the time and space to sort of like, you know, do their thing as as young new parents and um you know eventually you know once they settle in and sort of find their direction you know i'm sure they'll be staying in this area sort of getting grounded and engrossed in the community so so, so what was your first reaction upon my first re- 
hearing the news? Um, God, I don't. I'm trying to think. Like, I know that. I know that Jennifer. I was laying in bed. I don't remember exactly when this was, but I was laying in bed, and Jennifer. Jennifer came in the bedroom, and like I don't know, there had been something else going on. So this became like the icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? Like we were stressing about something, and then all of a sudden she comes walking in, and she's like, "Yeah, so uh, you, I, I know what it was. You you kept on rewatching the announcement that Brady left to Tampa yeah, Bay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Between that and the Butner replay, right? It just goes. It just goes right between his legs. And the and the cancellation of the 2020 freaking that the 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 2019-2020 freaking NHL season when the Bruins were like the number one team in the league, destined for another cup. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of weird, man. I mean, there's uh, yeah. To be honest, it was not like we were sitting because it was totally unexpected as were all three of my kids. I mean, none of my kids were ever planned. They were always, I always used to joke with everybody about how you see these ads on TV or you see movies and television where these people are like, they're, they're like, they're working on having a kid. And we, I have friends who've even been through this experience. Like they're trying and they're trying and they're trying and it's not happening and it's frustrating and they're sad and whatever, you know, for me, every single, you know, and you see these, these films and whatever, and these people, and they finally get like, the positive pregnancy test and they're like, Oh my God, I love you. you know, whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. I never had that experience. I had, I had three times where it was like, um, so Jim, I've got some news for you. And my reaction to be like, Oh fuck. <laughs> 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 it's the truth. I mean, you're happy, but at the same time, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it just whatever. Um, so it's kind of funny because now, you know, being a, you know, being a grandparent and, you know, when this is one of your children that is, you know, was not planning on this, you know, life happens, um, you know, you do have that underlying, like, you're concerned for them. You know what I mean? Because, you know, personally, I know personally just how stressful and how scary that is. And it's like, what do I do? You know, whatever. Um, so I think that at least as of right now, because it's still very early on, I think that it's really been more so about uh, really enjoying being like a, a long distance, you know, support for her. And I think that one of the things that I'm really happy about is that as a parent, especially as a father to, to girls, is I'm really I'm really proud of the fact that I have been able to 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 foster um, a relationship with my daughters where they're very open and they're very honest with me, um, so they feel like they they can talk to me about virtually anything, and that's been sort of a hallmark of our home in general. Just us as a family, we've always been like you know, there's nothing that we're afraid to talk about, um, which. I would rather have my kids as they were getting older. And of course they went off and they did their kids stuff. Cause that's what we all do, you know? Um, but when they ever really had like something serious, I never wanted them to feel like they were afraid to come and talk to us about it because I'd rather have them come talk to us as people who have like some life experience. Um, 
than to go talk to like their friends who've got their heads in their ass and, you know, don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, um, like I say, uh, you know, yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, like I say, we're, it's kind of weird. I don't think that as, as, I think that as a guy and you may agree with this, I don't know. I think that as a father, as a, as a man, pregnancy is a weird thing. Um, because it's this thing that you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm going through that right now with my wife. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you're, you're not physically experiencing this. You're not the one who's pregnant, you know, the pregnancy and the baby and all the stuff. It's like all this stuff that you talk about and so much of it, because it's not, because you're not physically experiencing it. It almost feels like we're talking about this, uh, some sort of like hypothetical thing. Yeah. You know, like we're talking about the baby, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, you're the one with the baby. I'm just here and I'm not any different than I was physically speaking, you know, whatever. I'm no different than I was before the pregnancy. Um, And I feel like that's as a father, that's a weird thing because when all of a sudden the baby comes, it's like the reality of it blasts you in the face. It's like, boom. Okay. So this is the thing that we've been talking about for nine months, right? You know, this thing that this thing that we've been stressing out about, and I've been watching you cry about, and feeling sick about, and you know, whatever. It's finally here, and I can hold it in my hands. And like I say, as a father, that's when you're like, "Holy mackerel, dude! Like, this is real. Like, this is finally this little person that we've been talking about." You know, I and I feel like it's what you know with with mothers, you know, they're developing a connection with their child way before birth oh yeah no come on like my wife and she's done this with all the kids um you know she'll say oh good morning when she feels the baby like when she's up and you know kicking and moving around and right you know she talks to him and 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 that's what they they say the infamous they but they say like you know about the second trimester they can hear you and they're gonna be you know and, and i i i'm that guy i talk to the stomach Right, you know, sure. I, I, yep. I'm the uh, put my put my mouth up to the stomach and hey, what's going on? You know, we call our our kids' nickname right now is Seeger. So yeah, so yeah, we just talk to Seeger. No, that's and, and because I mean, as a father, that's all you can do. You know, I mean, all you can do is sort of like have that. You know, like you say, you're doing the talking and whatever, and trying to communicate. And because I mean, they can hear the baby can hear, yep. and it's soaking all that in while they're in utero. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a very different, uh, that's a very different experience than it is for a mother. So, um, even as a grandparent, as a grandfather, I should say, I, you know, when we sit here and talk about the pregnancy, we're talking, and especially without her being here, I think that's the other thing is that, you know, Madison's not here with us. So like, we're talking to her on the phone, we're FaceTiming with her, we're texting with her. We're giving her advice about what to do, where to go, whatever. But again, this is all like virtual in a way because she's not actually here. We're not seeing her and hugging her and, you know, speaking to her personally and all that sort of thing. Um, I feel like we're going to have a lot of catching up to do when she finally gets up here. She's already going to be entering her like third trimester and we're going to be like, okay, three months to go. Hurry up and get our shit in gear. I mean, especially as parents, because she doesn't know what's going. I mean, her boyfriend Parker's a really nice kid. 
uh, by the way, folks, we have it. We, we have it on, on, uh, live on radio or not live, but it's recorded. He said that he was nice kid. So, (laughs) yeah, man, no, it's, it's true. I mean, he's, he's, he's a nice kid. Uh, he works real hard. Um, Hey man, you know what I say when people say that athletes work real hard too, but nobody wants that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're supposed to. That's that's. You know, you can only use that kind of thing, man. When you're in some sort of a some sort of an eval session for your junior sailors or marines, you know. So what? So what kind of uh, pro con marks do we want to give this guy? Oh, well, you know, he works really hard. Well, so does so does so does Lotriman. Um <laughs> But yeah, no. So, I mean, we're happy, obviously. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a whole new thing. I mean, I think the big thing for us is just, man, I'm telling you, in the time that we've had in the past four months, it is pretty amazing how life has moved for the Wallaces. I mean, it has been... I I had a buddy of mine that... uh, There's a, a messaging app that you can get on called Signal. And uh, this group of friends of mine and I, uh, you know, we've played music together for years. And uh, we, you know, we've been using this communicating back and forth. And, and I, made, I, I told them all about uh, Madison's, you know, Madison's pregnancy and how we're expecting and all this other stuff. And my buddy uh, Justin was like, wow, Jim is really winning the, uh, he's really winning the, the Corona quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, that's like you're taking this whole retirement thing. Over. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking this thing to the to the hilt, man. Because I'm like, you retirement, come home, world shuts down, COVID, become a grandparent, <laughs> all this stuff. Just what's the the hits just keep on coming, JB. The hits just keep on coming. Yeah, this is what I have to look so, forward to. Sweet. Uh, well, you, hopefully you got a while. So, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, man. No, so that's that's the big news out of uh, out of the House of Wallace. So, well, and, and pretty exciting stuff. And uh, you know, Mazel Tov. May may mm. may your first grandchild be a masculine child. Lachaim, <laughs> lachaim. Full of hoots to life. <laughs> Full of hootspah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So so yeah. that was your that was a good weekend. <laughs> yeah you know so that, that was that was a good weekend yeah <laughs> so no it was cool we uh we had actually gone i had shared on social media you know uh jennifer and i had actually gone over to my brother's place anybody who's been listening to the show for a while he was one of our he was the uh the recipient of uh the text message of destiny a couple weeks ago um the most ended up- the most confusing for me because they're you know their voices. Is- very we sound exactly like, we sound exactly like, like, oh, it's very weird what's going we on have and, and people dude people have said that since we were like teenagers people are like uh you guys sound just like each other it's weird because i get the same thing from people when it comes to um when it comes to my son you know well, he uh yeah people hear my son talk and they see him and they look at me and they're like, oh, my God, he's like this little Jimbo. Well, <laughs> it's like he sounds just like Yeah, and he you. also looks just like you, too, especially that, that right. photo that you posted of when you and your brother were younger. It's like, holy crap. 
Oh yeah. Yep. I I thought the same thing. And if you saw if you saw Andy's oldest brother Cameron, or I mean son Cameron, did you would you would swear like that younger picture of the two of us? And you look at my brother. It's like, oh my god, dude, he looks so. Or I should say, Cameron looks so much like Andy when he was a teenager. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, it was cool. We went over there and. You know, obviously, with everything that's been going on and and the lockdown and all this other various stuff and really not being able to spend a lot of time with people and whatever, it was really, really nice to go over there. And um, and we haven't hung out with my my brother and my sister-in-law for ever years, seems. And, uh, you know, we finally went over there to their place and uh, they have a little fire pit out back. And so we fired that up and just sat around and shot the shit and that was actually really cool i mean it was nice enough that it, it was nice enough that time really got away from us i mean we were sitting there those just are the best talking those away. are the best though that's the best well yeah i mean that's when you know that you're really enjoying having a great conversation with people because all of a sudden you're looking at your watch and you're like oh my god dude it's midnight how did that happen um so yeah i mean we went over there and it was it was cool you know sitting and just talking about you know, everything that's going on and sort of, you know, what, uh, you know, what everybody's plans are for the future. His son, Cameron, like I was just talking about, is a, uh, the unf- he's, he's a member of the uh, Corona class. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, his son, Cameron, was supposed to graduate this year. And obviously everything that's associated with that has just gotten, you know, blasted to smithereens. So, um but I think that the uh, I think he and his classmates are sort of taking that in in stride. I don't think that uh, I sometimes I really kind of feel like maybe it's the I mean I, I'm not living with any of the kids who are part of this, but yeah, you know, sometimes you have to wonder if it's the kids who are so upset about what's happening or if it's the parents. Right. Oh yeah, the, I didn't know, have the, my the moment. Right. I mean, the, the and they're justifiably the parents are justifiably frustrated. They've seen you know they they've been a, an integral part of the their their child's growing and experience through this whole years upon years of education and to see the the culmination of all of that just sort of bla- you know blown away in the wind it's disheartening and frustrating so i mean i get it um i think the the big concern and my brother's really he's expressed it is i think for a lot of the parents uh, a lot of their concern is about what all of this downtime lockdown sort of dead time is sort of doing to their children on an emotional level and on a, on a mental level, because they just are in a position where they're disengaged. We've, I mean, we've told all these kids that they need to stay in, they need to stay at home. They need to stay inside. They, you, you, there's no socializing. Well, I mean, whatever. I, I will, I will say that, that these kids have a way different way, uh, way of socializing than we did when we grew up. And, you know, and no, I experience do. that on a daily basis with my son and, um, you know, yeah. playing video games. And, you know, I, I, I think that they're, they're more prepared for it than, than our generation because. Oh, uh, sure. I agree with that. Because. Well, because they know how to, they know how to, so, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, they, they're, they're. Uh, they're acclimated to virtual socialization. Yes, and and uh, you know I'm a, I'm the if you if we have a text conversation it's more than like three texts. All right, I'm just gonna hang up. I'm gonna call you. I gotta call you. 
Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like and they'll go well they'll and they'll go on for I mean these you know these kids like you say when they're when it comes to something like tech it's it's amazing to me how many of them and I've experienced this with my own children but I especially I think it was really with my son there would be times where I'd be like dude just call yeah just yep. call and he he'd be looking at me like why like what do you mean why <laughs> just pick up the phone and call them like why are you going through this rigmarole of trying to text them and and uh, translate what the text means? And and they used to, but my kids would go crazy at me back when they were younger. I'd be texting back and I'd put something all in caps and they'd be like, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not yelling at What are you talking about yelling at you? Well, you're putting everything in caps and that means that you're yelling. Are you, are you kidding me? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Dude, I'm just emphasizing something. I'm not yelling at anybody. You know, or, or I think that it's funny how you have these younger kids who look at people our age and they laugh at us because we actually are trying to utilize proper grammar in our texting. You're we're 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 we're, we're using all of the proper we're using all the proper rules of grammar when we're texting, like we're writing a letter. And of course, they're all using all of these like it's like code yep. when you're reading it. You know, and of course, when I see it, I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know what that means. It's like it's its own I language. Know. They talked, they talked about that a number of years ago, how really the whole sort of texting experience was, in fact, inadvertently creating this new version of English. Because it was, it was eliminating all of these unnecessary words and everything. It was just all the really important stuff's there. All the extra stuff is just, I mean, you know, I, I think no the word unnecessary is, you know, in the eye of the beholder, but it's, it's like right. us... And the Queen's English. Oh, for or, sure. Or I don't know. I mean, they they put a they put a U in color. Why? There's no need for a U in the word color. Uh, where you is that French? That's is that French or is that the Queen's English? The C O L O U R, right? Why did we start using a Z in things, and and the the English would use an S? This is such as uh, realize. Oh yes, yes. No, I know that's. I hey, I don't know. I will tell you something I thought was very interesting though. Uh, since we're two guys who talk about everything and know nothing about know. any of it, um, <laughs> there was an article that I was reading, and this was probably this was a couple of years ago. I, you, you and I probably talked about this before, even before the podcast, about how some company or university or something was identified had created these two computers that were essentially forms of uh artificial intelligence okay and they got these computers to start talking to each other and they the, the computers are talking to it and they're using english not literally but like a graphically and they're going back and forth. And over time, what these people started to realize was that the computers were modifying the language because the, the computer is designed to do things in the most efficient manner possible. It does not do extra work just for the sake of doing extra work. It does what is necessary to accomplish a plus, you know, one plus one is two. Um, it doesn't, the computer is not designed to consider exponents or you know this extraneous right. stuff 
And so they realized that what was happening is that as these computers were talking to each other, the computers were deliberately starting to drop off in bit by bit words or phrases uh, that it thought were just extraneous information and started creating this really condensed uh, version of English. And it started to get to the point where the people who had designed these computers could no longer recognize what they were saying to each other. The computers could understand each other, but the people, bless you, uh, but the people could not understand it anymore. And it got to the point where these people just pulled the plug on them because they're like, well, I don't, I mean, what are we supposed to do if we can't understand what they're saying anymore? That was sort of gnarly Skynet, man. (laughs) Like what happens when they all of a sudden start talking to each other? But we don't like, and we've programmed them that way. But all of a sudden, we can no longer determine or figure out what it is that they're saying. They're speaking their own language now. It's, Pretty gnarly. It's like when Pretty we see gnarly. babies that are, uh, you know, talking back and forth, and they're like, they're ha- they're really having a conversation, like one or two year olds. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that. <laughs> There was there was a video I just saw recently that was really funny. It was this dude who's sitting there with his with his his son, I think it is, and the son is probably a year old or something like that, you know. But he's sitting there like watching. T- they're like watching TV together, and the the baby keeps looking at the dad and looking at the TV and like making these gestures and and making these sounds like he's, <coughs> he's like gesturing at what's going on on the show, and the dad is. And the dad is carrying on a full conversation with the kid. The kid oh, yeah. is sitting there like, blah, blah, blah. I've seen like, that really? one, yeah. He's like, really? You think it? And it was just funny because it was, it warmed my heart because the whole time my kids were growing up, I used to do the exact same thing yeah. with them. When we'd be just sitting playing or whatever, and they'd be making these noises, I would react to them as if we're having a conversation. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know why. I mean, I guess it was just because I'm try- I'm hoping that by, responding to them they realize that expressing themselves with these sounds towards another person is something that you know something that warrants a response um but it was just it was funny to see that see that little video just thinking of myself when mine when mine were very small and sitting there doing this thing you really think so that's a great idea (laughs) kids like Uh, oh man so yeah and so the so Uh, my weekend uh was fun filled uh you know we we did a drive-by uh birthday shout out to our neighbor Uh, nice so you know that was that was kind of cool um and then proceeded to have a double double car our garage, uh, like after party that we were, we maintained the less than 10 people, uh, adult party. So that was fun. Yeah. That, oh, okay, cool. Uh, in yeah, the garage. But me and my neighbor, you know, we're right next to each other. So yeah, kids, kids were out okay. playing in the, in the, so you're getting full oh, use yeah, of the garage, no. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I can tell. Cause every time we're talking in our podcasts here, you're really talking about, uh, Put well, it's it that use. and like just it's evolving. So yes. now it's now I'm looking at sure. wall space saying, where can I mount the TV? 
Oh, well, that's, I mean, we talked about that before. That's a must. That has to yeah, happen. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm in the garage right now uh, doing the podcast. So, yeah. Well, there you go. It's quiet. I don't Very have nice. to secure anybody from you know, being too loud in the, uh, in the household. And I can come out here. Right. And, and, you know, my son and I, my oldest son and I have been doing a lot of painting. So that's been really yeah. cool. He's been practicing, you know, and I. See, so, so you do a lot of spray painting in there. You close the garage door and just sort of sit back and just sort of. Oh, yeah, no. <sighs> it, hey, by the way, he, he does think the coolest thing are the respirators that we have. He's like, oh, you know. Oh, I bet he does. He's like, either, you either are that my or. You, I, am, or I am your father. <laughs> or Ant-Man. Right. You know, anybody yeah. that's worn something that's a breathing yeah. apparatus. Some sort of a, yeah, right, exactly. Somebody who's like. Yeah, so that's cool. So yeah, we've that's been doing neat, that man. a lot. We did that, and yeah, you know, it's it, it's cool. Uh, watched the last episode, the last two episodes of the Last Dance, that whole thing with uh, Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been really cool, man. Like that's cool. You know, I was a big Jordan fan. My first pair of basketball shoes were Michael Jordan threes. Um, you know, yep. followed them all through dream team and just being able to watch all of that and get his his uh point of view and his teammates you know his teammates and it's and it kind of goes along with just being a parent you know uh his teammates hated him uh uh really when they were teammates and now it's like one of those things it's like yeah. Well, now I realize like this, 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 and this, you know, so same thing with kids. It's like, yeah, like you don't realize those parental, uh, all that stuff your parents did for you until you were in this situation where it's like, oh crap, I'm, I'm prepared. For, I'm actually right. prepared for this. Or it's a matter yeah. of, I should have listened to my parents, you know, the kind of the opposite, but yeah, they, they sure. really, um, you know, he, he, you know who Steve Kerr is? Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, he's the head basketball coach uh, for the um, oh uh, Steph God, Curry. I, why? Oh my God! Like they 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 won uh, the championship twice already. Yeah. Oh, the, he's the head coach State them. Warriors. Michael Jordan punched him in the face. <laughs> that sounds like you know what that sounds like that sounds like old that sounds like old like uh celtics like celtics oh well you gotta you have games. to okay so we'll get there but yeah in practice in you practice, know what i'm talking you about your teammate in the face and and you know what oh my steve Lord. steve kerr stuck up for himself and you know jordan yeah it ended up like he apologized profusely. You know, I lost, I lost control, you know, and, and, and Phil Jackson was yeah. this Zen guy and stuff. And so, yeah, they, they, uh, they worked it out, but I mean, that's just the kind of person he was the kind of person that if you're going to be on my team, you're, you will, or I will make you come to come up to the best of your ability to my level. And and that right. that that was it. That was it. If you're going to play with the Chicago Bulls, he made everyone better, but he also made them perform up to their potential. 
Well, yep. he was he was demanding, and it was it was no was question. Demanding. If not, you're gone. And it wasn't necessarily like him, but like, hey, you 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 can be be put on the floor, but you ain't getting the ball. Right. And and early on in his career, yeah. that's all they did was give him the ball, and you know he'd score fifty, sixty, and they would win. But he had to learn because of what you were talking about. The Detroit Pistons were their like their enemy. Yep. And they Our had rivals, they had the man. Rules. Yep. And it was like, yeah, you take right. if he if he touches the ball, he needs to be like nicked up every time. And it, it would be fights. And uh and, and yeah. they weren't calling yeah. fouls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they let him right. play. But uh Well and that's and that was the thing, is that when you watch some of those games back in the day, um there's a – I don't even know if they have it on TV anymore. There used to be a uh, – there used to be an ESPN – ESPN Classic. Uh, used yeah, to be a station no. that was on. I mean, right now the, they're you know, showing all those old games. And right they, it's crazy because you watch some of those old – some of those old games back, like you say, like Celtics, Celtics, uh, Pistons, or, you know, Bulls, you know, 76ers. I mean – the amount of contact, and I will say this is full disclosure. I ha- this is my biggest problem with basketball. My biggest problem with basketball is the lack of the the um, subjective nature of contact yes. in the NBA. That it drives me. It drives me crazy. I'm like, you know, you put your hand on somebody's back, and they're like, nope. That's a foul. You're like, dude. When do we get to real contact here? And you're a hockey <laughs> guy. You're a hockey guy. I remember guy watching. Too. That's that's what. Well, and that's the thing is that well, I am. I'm a hockey guy, and I'm like, I'm I'm watching games where people's yeah. teeth are getting knocked out, and you're like, you you touch somebody. Nope, nope. You know, that's a foul. Like, what? When are you gonna let? I mean, I'm not talking about people when, getting when one of the, on the most court, revered you know, movies for hockey fans is Slap Shot. <laughs> slap shots. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the truth, man. I mean, and and that's I think my my problem is the fact that and my problem is the fact that you know, the NBA has like evolved to this point because there was a point when like we're just talking about with the NBA back in the 1980s, late 70s, 1980s where dudes were throwing elbows oh, they were and nobody was saying shit. And, yeah, that, you know what that was? That's what that I'm was saying. If you could take, if you could take the free throw, well, right, <laughs> right. Honestly, I mean, and you would see these moments where things would get really heated, like you're talking about between the Bulls and 76ers kind of thing. You'd see these moments where things would just rise to this point where it was like, dude, you better blow the whistle because if you don't, it's going to turn into something really ugly here. Um, and you don't you don't see that today. And now it's like if somebody gets that aggressive, it's like you're gonna get thrown out of the game, and all of a sudden it's all over. It's all over sports media. Like, oh my god, what's the matter with that individual? He's still now, counseling. Like that's what? why Dude, there was there. A cr- that crossover point was Dennis Rodman, because Dennis Rodman played. You know, even yeah. after he left and played with the Bulls. And then, and then he would, you know, as it got into late '90s, and that game was kind of changing a little bit. He still played 
like it was the late nineties or the early nineties and late eighties. Yep. You know, he still played 90s, like that. Yeah. And everyone was like, Oh, he's the bad guy, you know what I mean? Did that right. Dennis Rodman. No, you're absolutely that, right. Uh for those of you who have this preconceived notion of Dennis Rodman, because, you know, he went a little, woo, 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 um, and he's been a little, woo, 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 but as a basket. Because <laughs> yeah. he was going yeah. to North Korea and but playing as, basketball with, yeah, with, but, with but the as, leader as a basketball <laughs> player, right? Um, yeah, he would, he would just like leave and he would go with his girlfriend at the time, Carmen Electra, go to Vegas Yep. Party all night, and Jordan the next day be like, "Where's Dennis? Who's going to?" Get? And they would be like the rookies, "Go get him!" And they would go get on a plane, the like a a private plane. They would go to Vegas, wake him up, get him to practice, and then practice. You know, practice would happen, oh. and he would be like, you know, the best defensive player as he was, and 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 that's the whole thing. Is like, you know what? Yeah, he goes like, yeah, I'm a weird dude, you know, and there's things that I got to do, and I went and did them. But when I played basketball, when I showed up on the court, I was 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think, I think the thing is, I mean, you and I both know – you and I both know guys oh, yeah. as musicians. You and, I both, you and I both know people who are like that. You, you and I both know people who could go – out on town, out on the town, completely paint the town red, go crazy, you know, commit God knows what, you know, get up the next morning and peel themselves off of a mattress and still be able to walk into a performance situation and perform like a genius. I mean, and that's, it's just, I will say that folks like that are <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> they're dangerous uh because they don't because their 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 ability is seemingly unchecked by the way that they behave outside of outside of their craft um and that could be a pretty that could be a pretty deadly thing depending on the situation uh you know for the for for mo- for the vast majority of of because it's kind of interesting, and it, we've alluded to this in various ways before. Sort of that connection between, uh, you know, say being a musician, a performing musician, and and an athlete, because both of these things require some level of of talent. I mean, a a, a gift to be able to do things that your average person just couldn't do, no matter how hard they tried. Um, but obviously for the vast majority of us, you know, who, whether we be, you know, artists or, or athletes or whatever, the vast majority of us have to actually go to the weight room. Like we have to train, we have to practice, we have to develop this thing, but there's that, there's that small cross section of people who have this weird ability, man, that they just like, it's like they flick a switch and it just happens. And those are the people that, you know, those are the people that the rest of us just sit in awe of. Yeah. Those are the people that I know for myself. Like I've seen those, I've, I've worked with those people before and I just sit there shaking my head. Like, and they're the ones who, and they're for many of them, 
Um, I won't say the majority, but I will say that for many of them, the thing that is so frustrating about watching them is that so many of them seemingly do not appreciate the fact that they've got yeah. this ability. They, they're, they're just sort of like, what? What's the big deal? What's so hard about that? And you're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean it's so hard about that? Like, do you know the condition you were in when you rolled in here? And, and you're just like, what? Yeah, I just and and that is and that. Do my know, thing. That's that big word that we a lot of people use, but it's, it's such a bad word is potential. It's like, yes. for anybody, yes. it's like, man, you are so good. But, you know, you keep doing this stuff, and it's, it's hindering you from being great. And, uh, and, and you don't have any concept uh-huh. of what great is because you haven't been that yet. But when you are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, and and. and I've known so many people like that throughout my career as a musician that I'm just, uh, I'm in absolute awe of them uh, just because they, because what they do seems so effortless. Um, You know, there are so many people that, uh, you know, so, so many people that we all know, I mean, whether we know them personally or just as fellow artists uh, that are incredible, they're masters of what they do but you know how much they practice. Um, yeah, a guy like I've always been a huge, huge, huge fan of, uh, you know, Steve Vai, for instance. Um, but I know, and Steve Vai fully admits that for him to perform the way that he performs, it requires him to be practicing for eight hours a day. That's his job is to check in to his studio and start, woodshedding um so i mean obviously i mean if i could sit and just practice for eight hours a day and i had nothing better to do uh, i mean i and i've thought about that very honestly i mean throughout my career you know you're you're so caught up in all this other stuff that you're taking care of and whatever and on and it's great because i mean especially as a military musician it's providing with stability and all that sort of thing but there's a part of you that looks at freelance musicians and you think to yourself like, man, like what it must be like to be in a position where you've got that kind of time to really work on what you're doing. But you also realize that they don't enjoy the same degree of, of stability that we do. And, you know, they're looking at us like, man, that must be a pretty sweet gig. You know, like you got a regular check. Those guys, those guys are hustling, man. You know, they're hustling for every, they're they're literally singing. For no, and, and I've I've so. I've had people reach out to me about our gig and say, so what's all entail? Just because the hustle gets tired, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. I do. I mean, it does. It's I, you know, and and for those of us who know people out there who do that, and you and I both know who those people are, it it never lets up. I mean, you're if that's the life you choose, man. It doesn't ever get any easier. I mean, I think maybe if you gain a great sense, a great degree of notoriety and people are sort of coming to you, then it might be a little bit easier. But I mean, for the vast majority of folks who are out there, you know, playing music or, you know, working, you see these guys in the in in the NFL, you know, these guys in the NFL who are, um, you know, they're on the practice squad. I mean, you, re- you, you see it every year. You see these guys who finally get a chance and they've been in the league, 
they've been playing for for you know, they've been in the league for seven years. They've played for six different teams, and of the past seven years, six of those years they were on a practice squad somewhere. And you realize how much you get paid to be on a practice squad for an NFL yeah. team. I mean, it's like working for minimum wage, dude. I mean, you're lucky if you're making $30,000 a year being on the practice squad. You're just hoping for that break, that opportunity where you can finally get out there and start a game and show what you've got, show what you're made of. Um, and with a lot of, you know, with a lot of performing artists, it's the same thing. You're practicing and you're playing back up to so-and-so and whatever, and you're waiting for that opportunity to finally show people like, I can do this. I've got what it takes. So, so um, yeah, the, the guy that, so, yeah. uh, you know, and I talk about baseball, baseball cards a lot, but there's, there's this one artist. His yeah. name is Blake Jameson, pro athlete, uh, pro athlete portraits.com. Uh, he yeah. was, he went to school, went to college, uh, got a job. He was, you know, working, uh, a good job and he just didn't like the like this doesn't feel right so he took a trip yeah to spain i believe it was spain and you know he stayed there for a couple of weeks and they had spain in spain at the time they had uh where you know they allow street art so people can just walk up to you know walls right. and paint them not against the law and so he's like, you know what? And he had taken art, you know, stuff like that. And he was an okay drawer. He just started doing that. And he's like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So he dropped, he dropped everything. Yeah. And he, and he had that, yep. that gig. You know what I mean? He had that high paying gig and just said, no, I'm, I, I got to do this and I got to do it for real. Um, and he, he did it big. He, he made a list of what he wanted to do. And one of them, coincidentally, was I want to be able to sell a painting of mine for a thousand dollars. I want to. I want to have right. uh, my own art show. I want to, you know, uh, yeah. So he, he had all these all these goals that he wanted to do. And then um, there's this. It's called MoMA uh, Museum of Modern Art in San Francisco. And he was like, I'm going to get into MoMA. And so he started this whole YouTube thing like 90 days to MoMA, which we've watched me and my son have watched some of it. And he just honed practice, 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 and, and then came up with stuff. But then like some of the stuff he's done, man, you know, it, people have taken notice and now he's doing this whole top baseball card thing. It's, it's yeah. Oh, right. And, yeah, and, yeah. You were talking and, about that. You know, he, every, every night, which is insane to me. And, and this is coming from a content producer, you know, he, he every night at ten twenty three, he he does a live stream on YouTube, and it's oh, it's wow, been fun cool. because uh, I'm I'm one of the first adopters, you know, and where there was like twenty people watching it, and then this last episode he had like almost three hundred, you know, watching. Yeah, so wow. it, it's grown. Um, so it's been really cool. And, and the other, the other cool thing is, and you know, I, I really like, uh, if you've never heard of Gary Vaynerchuk, he goes by, he goes no, by Gary V, but he's an entrepreneur okay. guy, uh, you know, from New York, 
But one of the best mm. things, and you you can you can do this in any in any kind of job mm-hmm. setting. But okay, and one of his best stories is like somebody uh, wanted a case of wine, and so I uh, I sent him an extra couple of bottles, right? Because because they bought this really okay. expensive case of wine, so I sent him like four bottles, and then okay, he gets an order for t- for twenty five cases that was like fifteen thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, holy mackerel! And and you know he he sent the guy he sent that person who ordered. He's like, hey, uh, do you like do you like sports? Because he had he had he had something. He's like, yeah, this is my favorite team. All right, right. I'm gonna, so all right, great, thanks. And he sent him a signed jersey. The next order was fifty cases because oh, man. he invested in that customer, right? By doing that little extra, right? Then that customer came mm-hmm. back and ordered double. But think about this: if you if you if you're talking about people, right? If you invest whatever you have to give whatever you can give whatever you own whatever you you right. you're managing and you invest that little piece of your pie in in your person then they're going to give you double they're mm-hmm. going to give you triple because you invested that in them that's his whole that's his whole sure. thing right well so let's let's yeah. Blake's doing that so Blake in the last over the weekend another cool thing and I posted one of them he mentioned me and my oldest son twice in his live streams. Oh, dude, that is so cool, JD. Like, hey, they've so been sending awesome. me pictures because we do. We watch his videos, and we're, we're watching how he does this stuff. And then I'll go out and buy this. Hey, right. let's try this, dude. You know, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And the, the, the biggest product, we're not doing it for money, but yeah. we're spending time together. <laughs> and that's sure that's, yeah that's yeah. you know unreplaceable because he's not playing right. video games you know what i mean he's he's in the garage <laughs> and we're we're doing this stuff together that's something that we're doing together and and this dude blake is facilitating that whether whether that he knows so or awesome. not you know what i mean right yeah yeah that is super cool so for anybody who's out there listening, taking in the uh, podcast, as we all know, Monday is yes. New Music Monday. Yes. So on Mondays, you know, we, we, we sort of remind everybody every week, New Music Monday isn't necessarily about, you know, brand new music that's out there. Uh, it may be something of that nature. It may be something that uh, you've sort of rediscovered. It could be an older thing that you didn't, you didn't know about that you've suddenly discovered, or maybe like I say, something that you sort of rediscovered uh, in, uh, you know, just all of your listening to music. So, uh, so my, my new music Monday, my new music Monday, my friend, Aaron fast, who I don't know if he's been listening to our podcast. I certainly hope he has uh, because I'm giving him a shout out right now. He sent me a, a YouTube video. I believe this was yesterday. Uh, don't know how many folks out there are familiar with the band, the the, the band Stormtroopers yes. of Death. 
or SOD. Uh, we, I, we've talked about them before. Uh, SOD was one of the uh, sort of, uh, I will say, sort of revolutionary bands that was cutting this line in the early 1980s or mid-1980s uh, between punk and thrash metal. And uh, they put out a bunch of stuff. If you ever listen to, uh, and I know I'd mentioned this before on the show, uh, if you ever listen to uh, the March of Sergeant D, who's sort of their mascot, um, they used to do this song, the March of Sergeant D, and that song was actually one of the one of the leaders or bumper music for Headbangers Ball on MTV back in the back in the late eighties, early nineties. But in this video, they, one of their most famous songs was a song called speak English or die. And uh, they actually did a, 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 they did a version of this on YouTube the other day. It was the original members of the band, um, which is Charlie Benante uh, Scott Ian, and I think it's uh, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Lilly, I think is his, his last name, the bass player. And those, uh, those were also the original founding members of Anthrax. So SOD sort of morphed into Anthrax, which is this, as metalheads know, is one of the, considered one of the, the big four, one of the big you know, top four heavy metal thrash bands ever along with Slayer and Megadeth and Metallica and all that stuff. Um, but they did a cover of uh, Speak English or Die, but they had Mike Patton from yeah, Faith yeah, No yeah. More and Mr. And, and Mr. <laughs> Bungle as the vocalist on Speak English or Die. And I am telling you, man, <laughs> this video, again, it's new. Like, they they, you know putting this sort of, you know, taking a doodly, you know, sort of singer in and they're doing the whole social distancing thing. So they're recording this together, but you see it on the screen and different, you know, uh, places that they're playing, you know, they're playing their tracks at. And it, I, I will say that for me, cause I grew up listening to this music and was a big fan of faith, no more, an even bigger fan of Mr. Bungle, uh, Mr. Bungle, I think, is probably one of the most genius bands in rock and roll, uh, at least in the early 90s. They've, they even came out with some albums uh, in the early 2000s that are just ab- absolute art. It's what I would describe as musical train of thought. And the guys in the band were seemingly, when you listen to it, are seemingly... Uh, have have equal facility playing everything from mainstream swing to death metal. It's absolutely incredible how they're able to just switch back and forth between these various genres within the same within the same selection within the same you know uh, composition. Um, and I'm telling you, man, I'll I'll share the clip on the on the page, but wow seeing Mike Patton, who again, I think had one of the most incredible voices in rock and roll, probably through the nineties and up and through to today, because I know that Mr. Bungle, uh, I think this was before the Corona thing happened. They had decided to get back together 
and they were going to do uh, shows at three different venues around the country. They were only going to do six nights. Um, they were going to do, I think it was two nights in New York. I think it was two nights in Chicago and two nights in either LA or San Francisco. I know Scott Ian from Anthrax and SOD was going to play guitar with them. And he had posted stuff on his Facebook page where he was literally, I mean, he was standing on his head. He was so excited that he was going to have an opportunity to perform with Mr. Bungle live. Um, and I, I'm sure most of these shows got canceled or whatever happened. Um, but man, I'm telling you, uh, and the funny thing is, is that Mike Patton changed the title of the song, uh, to, from speak English or die to speak Spanish or die, (laughs) which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, pretty amazing performance. So I'll put that on. And speaking of things you posted it for, for people like we post things we talk about, uh, on occasion and. Jimbo posted the Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns fight. And it says, don't, <laughs> don't stray away from it because it says full fight because it's not that long. Um, but do me a favor and look, listen, watch the last 30 seconds of the second round. <laughs> uh, and, yes. and, and just to even hear Doc Severinsen play the national anthem on trumpet, that, yep. you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, retrospective right there but yeah do yourself a favor yes. if you if you like rocky movies uh watch the last 30 seconds of the of the second round in my opinion man there's dude, you can see blood like fly <laughs> from Hagler, from Hagler's it mouth. is like yeah uh, dude yeah no you can see that you can see in that fight that Hearns Hearns has Hagler cut within the first minute of the fight. And you can see, you can, and when you're listening to the commentary from the, the, um, the broadcasters watching ringside, that as soon as he gets cut, you can tell that they're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, this could get really bad. And then when you see how that fight ends, you're like, you just said, think, think Rocky movies. Yeah. Think Rocky movies. Uh, the blows that these guys are raining down on each other is just unbelievable. It is. We we talked about it in the last podcast. In my mind, it's and I know there's a lot of great fights out there. That fight has got to rank up amongst the probably yeah. top five. So, so probably my my new music Monday is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jason Isbell. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I, there's this. I don't like classifying things under this, but I can't think. You know, Americana, because because people yeah. ask me to describe what that is, I can't. I just go listen to this. Go listen to Marcus King. Go listen to uh, you know Tedeschi Trucks Band because it's a little bit of everything is what I would say Americana is, and that's what Jason. So it's so it's so so it's not John Cougar Mellencamp. It's not pink house. Uh, there's a little bit of in there, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey man, I'm not gonna lie to you. There's nothing wrong with that, honestly. Yeah, I think so it's, it's great stuff. Jason I think it's Isbell great stuff. And the 400 unit, which is the backing band, I don't know, but he's released albums under Jason Isbell, and now he's doing it under the 400. You got you got something you could share with everybody on? Oh uh, yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, 
But two songs that really stuck out to me, there's one called Overseas. And, you know, being in the military okay. and being stationed overseas, yep. um, you know, uh, that one that one hit me hard uh, just because so much stuff happens when you go overseas. There's there's certain things that you can't you can't go to weddings. You can't go to funerals sometimes. You know, if yep. babies are born overseas, it's the truth. Your, your kids can't, yep. you know, your grandparents can't be there, whatever. And then yep. this is a great one for you. You need to listen to this song. Uh, and it's, okay. it's about, it's called letting you go. And it's about, it's about okay. his daughter and how he spent a lot of time with her, his daughter. And then eventually his wife, I, I guess, would have the saying saying that, you know, eventually you're going to have to let her go because she's going to go off and do her own things. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a daddy song that has daughters. Right. So, yeah. Okay. That's cool. No, oh, I'm definitely gonna have to check it out, man. Make sure you yeah, post something on the page so I can just click on it. That would be very very cool. I don't I don't know if you had the chance to listen to uh, the uh, I'll look it up real quick, but the the artist that my brother had actually recommended when he was on the show, and uh, he had sent me. Um, he had sent me some clips of uh, he had sent me some clips of uh, this guy, you know, some videos that he does. Let's see if I can find it real quick. I can't remember exactly what his name was. Oh, uh, it was Junior, uh, Brown. Junior yeah, Brown. Did you ever, che- dude? Do you check out any of that stuff? I, I want to know like how he got that slide guitar, like mounted, like he had it. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, a six yeah. string. I know. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what in the world is that thing? Um, but it's it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. I was I was checking out a couple different uh pretty a couple different tunes by him and he that guy has really captured that whole very like uh sort of Texas thing going on. Uh it's a very very retro sort of uh vibe to it, but very, very cool stuff. So well, it sounds like we got a couple of things we got to share on the page so everybody else can uh, check it out and let us yeah. know what they think. Um, you know, our time's about up here. But uh, to any of the folks who are out there checking out the podcast, thanks again for giving us a listen. Uh, don't be afraid to jump on Facebook. Check out the same as it ever was uh, page here and uh, let us know what you think. We'll love and feedback. And I think on uh, Thursday, we're going to have to make a decision about exactly uh, who to shoot that text if, message of destiny you're out to. You're, you're, you're there. Like, uh-huh. if we, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. if, if we have your you're, number. If, you, if, we have your, if we have your number, you're in the crosshairs. Don't think that there's somehow you can escape it because we're, you're, you're, eventually we're going to get around to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. But it's good fun. It's good fun. I think everybody who's been on has had a really good time. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if we could uh, dig somebody up and get uh, get a, a third wheel in the uh, in the works here for Thursday. So it's been a pleasure. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, and uh, we'll you'll hear from us All right, on later, Thursday. Man. Great talking Bye. to you, my friend. Bye.